Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransportation.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by a brand new sponsor that I'm pretty excited to, to have a part of the podcast here, uh, Valley Transportation. And Valley Transportation is someone I've done business with for, for five years now, six years now since, uh, since I first found them. And rarely do I have people on here that I don't find some value in that are going to, you know, to the community of the equipment business as a whole. And, you know, I'm lucky to have uh, Brad and Parker here from Valley Transportation to talk about, you know, their company, what's going on. So, so Brad, we'll start with you first. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. Thanks for having us, Casey. I appreciate that. Parker, how are you doing, bud? Excellent. Good talking to you again. Good talking to you too, man. So, well, Brad, let's talk a little bit about, about Valley Transportation and what it is. Okay. Um, Valley started back in 1989 uh, with two trucks, and uh, I was currently running a trucking company prior to that that we had about 30, 35 trucks, and, and uh, we uh, left there and started our own uh, company, and we've been growing it over the years. So we've been in the, the ag equipment business for 40 some years now so moving egg equipment all over the u.s yeah and it's uh the one thing i like about about valley is and compared to some of the other people that i work with is that when i call and and tell you that i need to move a combine i get you know pete on the phone or something like that 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 helped me move a combine i don't have to explain to him what a combine is you guys already know what that is and you can you can move it from point a to point b and and uh understand what that what that means to do that right right so you know we kind of pride ourselves in not not uh, tying the customer up a long time on the phone trying to tell us what what he's trying to move so we uh we we think we try to keep up with everything that uh is in the industry you know currently so and, and the old stuff because we've been hauling that too so it uh, <laughs> right seems like yep. something comes at us different every day so yeah Talk a little bit about what you guys do also on the construction side. I've had you guys move some wheel loaders and excavators and those kind of things as well. So talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah, so we got into the construction side probably 10 years ago. Uh, we were real heavy ag, and, uh, you know, when the when the ag business kind of started slowing down, we had to find something to offset that. So we've uh, we've been in the construction business a strong 10 years now, moving We'll move anything up to cranes and dozers and scrapers, you know, you name it. We can, we can haul up to about 140,000 pounds. So we've got a pretty good array there. And and as far as uh, the number of trucks you guys have out there running around right now, that number seems to grow every time that I talk to you. So talk about your fleet a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're, we're crowding. uh, We'll be over 200 this year um, on the road. So, we got about 40 in the heavy haul fleet. We got uh, close to 20 in a, just a local local area here in the tri-state region. So we haul a lot to dealerships just, just out of Waterloo and, and in the, the local area, Davenport and Dubuque in that area. So, um, you know, we, we uh, the rest of them are all over the road guys doing, doing all kinds of different types of equipment and we do a lot of backhaul stuff, used equipment, you know, so if you got stuff out and about that you need brought back in or, you know, we can, we got trucks pretty well everywhere, everywhere, every day. So, yep. Right now, Parker, why don't you talk a little bit about what your role is with Valley and, and uh, what you're, uh, what you're doing there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been here for, oh, I'm on my 11th year now and I started as a, as a broker and, um, and kind of move my way up to being a CSM. So what I do is I take all the incoming phone calls and, and uh, deal with our customers that are, are current and new. So uh, give me a call and I can give you a price, what it's going to cost or what it's going to take to get any of your stuff moved from A to B. Yeah. And you guys are nationwide, right? All lower 48, you guys go up into Canada and those kind of, and that kind of stuff? Our we trucks can't. don't go to Canada, but I got companies that I deal with that can get our stuff in, the, in and out of Canada. Gotcha. So right. that's that's not an issue. I got contacts for that as well. Right on. Good deal. Good deal. Well, let's let's spend a little time here talking about what you guys see happening out there. It seems like uh, logistics is a uh, is a it's just a nightmare right now, along with everything else that's out there. You know, whether you're, we're waiting on parts or this side or the other thing, you know logistical challenges are, are popping up and and a lot like the uh the dealership business the uh the guys that are that are running those trucks are are, are are aging so i guess if you take a look at at what's going on right now what are some of the big hurdles that you guys are trying to overcome right now well the the aging driver uh, pool is is one of the most significant ones um you know, with the new infrastructure bill, they passed a new uh, rule that uh, we're going to be able to train 18-year-olds to run across the state lines. Um, it's it's a pretty aggressive training, so so it's going to take a lot to to get those guys to uh, be capable of doing that. But at least we get our hands on them, you know, maybe out of high school instead of waiting and losing them to a different market down the road, you know. So it's... Uh, it's something that we hope is going to help. Uh, we'll, we'll at least least get to to attempt to get those guys moving first, you know, and into a industry that uh, that they don't walk away from and leave, you know, finding new avenues and, and new things until they're twenty one. So, I, I think uh, I think that'll be a big thing. Uh, 
parts shortages are are terrible right now. We we got trucks down all over, uh, sensors and and things like that 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 are causing us a lot of grief. So, you know, with uh, with the COVID, it, it it just took a lot of the drivers out of the workforce. You know, so they they just went home and stayed there. So we're we're fighting that battle too. You know, you know one thing I've noticed about <clears throat> the younger generations coming in is that there's a there's a large swath of the of the kids that are coming out of high school right now that are that are hungry to go to work but not necessarily go to college right, right. and i think we're starting to see the kind of the rebirth of kind of those apprenticeship programs you know that were kind of big when i was in high school you know you go to get out of high school you had some opportunities to go to be like an electrician or a carpenter or something like that and go through some apprenticeship programs we're starting to see a lot of the skilled labor, you know, truck driving, like you just talked about, looks like there's starting to be some of that apprenticeship style kind of approach to getting these kids back in, into the industry. Yeah, for sure. I think we moved away from that for a long period of time and, and the effects are starting to show. So yeah. we're, uh, we're happy to, to see some of that coming back where, where maybe some of these kids are thinking about going to work and, and getting out into a field uh, right away. Yep. Yeah, we're we're starting to see that, you know, on the technician side as well. I mean, we're seeing more kids that are um, kind of shying away, even going through the community college process as much as they just want to go to work, start getting some money in their pocket. And, and sometimes sometimes you you build a better person, I think, by by just letting him get in there and get his hands dirty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Parker, what are some of the stuff that you've seen on your end that are maybe some snags that um, people should look out for when they're calling you about booking freight. Yeah. So like the supply chain thing, there's, there's a few manufacturers that we haul for out in California that we once in a while, you know, everything's scheduled to load on whatever day. Well, you might find the day before that one part didn't come in and you might be waiting a few weeks. So that is one of the things, but, um, right now, uh, the weather with winter coming and stuff like that, stuff to be prepared for ahead of time is, you know, <clears throat> depending on where it's coming from, if it's if it's in the northern part of the country, weather could start playing a factor. Yeah, uh, road closures and different stuff like that, and um, holidays as well. Get a lot of drivers wanting to go home and stuff. So, and then travel restrictions around holidays. Right. But uh, so that's one thing to keep in mind if you want to want to get some stuff moved. You know, towards the end of the year here. Yeah. Are you seeing any kind of? Uh like lead times that people should start being aware of, for example, uh, you know, if it used to take two or three days to get something from, you know, the middle of the country to one of the coasts, now you might, you might take four or five days to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It could. Um, we've kind of caught up the last few weeks here. It seems like, um, before that though, like around harvest and before harvest, when everybody was trying to get equipment, you know, right. for the field, it was, it was looking, you know, two to three weeks sometimes here and there. But it obviously depends on where it's coming from. You know, the Midwest, there's so much freight. Um, it's it's not getting picked up as fast because the amount of trucks compared to the amount of loads there are. When there's when there's a lot fewer trucks than there are is freight, you know, that kind of backs stuff up. Right. So I'll throw this question out to, to both of you, and, and either one of you can answer this. But we start taking a look at the container situation, in, um, especially on the West Coast. Um, and on the East Coast too, I guess to some some extent, but primarily the West Coast. Is that tying up a lot of trucks right now, getting those containers in and out of those ports, and and the the availability of, of driver pool and those kind of things that we see out there? Is that is that causing some havoc 
um, with getting stuff booked? Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of containers, but um, you know, with the construction and the egg equipment coming out, it's, it's you know, it hasn't changed a whole lot. But I haven't really looked at the container side of it. Have you, Brad? Um, you know, I'm keeping my eye on it. it it's uh, you know, a lot of that uh, that container issue was was caused by California with some of their new rules, you right. know, so a lot of that, uh, was self-inflicted pain. Um, you know, they, they, they shut off all the owner operators going in there. They, 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 uh, you know, the carb deal, they right. shut down, you got to have all, all new equipment to get in and out of there. And, and let's face it, a lot of those trucks running those containers in and out of there were old, old 1999 models, you know, and they just, they shut them all down. So, um, I think I think they'll get back to where to where they're getting caught up, but it it sure was you know it, it was the perfect storm with all the COVID stuff, and then everything started showing up all at once, and they weren't prepared for it at all. So yeah. um, definitely, you know, the supply chain and the parts and 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 things like that, everything we're waiting on is is probably sitting out there, you know. So right, yeah, it's causing a lot of havoc. Yeah, I watched those uh, videos out there, and it's just as far as you can see in any direction. There's just ships out there floating around, and you, you got to believe that there's half the world stuff sitting out there on that on those ships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, Parker talked about us getting caught up here recently in the last few weeks. Uh, that was that was strictly caused by the John Deere strike. Right. If that if that strike would have never happened, we would have never got caught up. And and there's a lot of a lot of trucking companies out there that that are still not caught up. So, yeah. you know, that, and and we're seeing it come back in now, and things are picking back up. So, you know, for for moving your iron and getting your stuff to you, give it give it as much an advance notice to your to your carriers as you can because they're gonna they're gonna be uh, out there a ways. I think. So that leads me in my last question here from <clears throat> Parker. We'll start with you from the freight side here and, and the booking side. As you start to take a look at the remainder of 21 and, and start, really start looking into 22, you know, there's not a lot on the horizon that shows that 22 is going to be a whole much, whole lot different than what 2021 was. I guess as you take a look moving into 22, what are some of your thoughts and concerns moving into 22? From what I see, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a very similar to, to 2021 i think it's going to be really busy i think people are going to be buying equipment if they can get it um yeah. and then if if uh if equipment starts getting all these chips and stuff that they're waiting for i think uh i think the the used stuff might slow down a little bit i'm not sure on that that's just you know kind of my perspective on it i guess but um but i think it's going to be another great year i think yeah. Brad, what are some of your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I was just reading an article here this morning before we started, and, and uh, the the two major truck manufacturers, Daimler, Chrysler, and Packard, they uh, they're everything's on allocation, and they shut their they shut their build schedules way back because of parts and, and demands. So, you know, we got we got allocated trucks. We had a bunch on order for next year. We're only getting a, a small percentage of what we had on order. That's gonna that's gonna start creating issues, you know, on the trucking side too. There's already 
no trucks out there to be to be had to buy you know every dealership's empty just like your car manufacturers or your car lots you know so it uh if if we don't get this thing corrected things are you know gonna gonna keep going prices are gonna keep going up i'm afraid so yeah with fuel the way it is and and demand the way it is and 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 everything we touch has increased in value you know it's not just health insurance and and insurances it's it's every part you touch you know is just way higher tires and oil oil you you can't even hardly get oil anymore you know it's it's like so it's going to be a it's going to be challenging for for keeping everything moving yeah, there's a lot of challenges out there right now, and you hit on it, man. It's it's everything from steel surcharges to, you know, just scarcity of, of material and those kind of things are driving up prices. And it's uh, it's amazing, you know, we were looking at an auger the other day. It was a good, good example of that. Well, a year ago, we sold an auger for, uh, I don't remember the number, it was 30-some thousand, and this year, I mean, we're talking nine months ago and it's, it's, it jumped $11,000 in price. You know I mean? So it's just one of those things where nothing changed. It's the exact same specs, nothing about it's different. It's just still surcharges and various other price increases and those kind of things along the way that, that raise it up that much. So, you know, like a 33% increase, 40% increase in price. Right. You know, I'm selling. I'm selling some of my old 2017 model tractors. We we did get a a bunch of new ones in here, so we're selling some of those older ones. And you know, the the price on the older ones are are almost what I gave for them back then. You know, so it's it's uh, it's ridiculous what these prices are doing. And we had surcharges coming in on our our new trucks of of eight thousand dollars, eight eighty six hundred dollars a truck. You know, just just in surcharges and you know you, you can't battle them because you just say well what if i don't pay it and they said well we we got guys that will you know it just it's exactly. we, could, exactly. we could sell them to somebody else yep yep yeah the old uh you know try to beat somebody up on the price thing is is it's not even not even part of the vernacular anymore no you don't even want to talk about it anymore so. no it is what it is no yeah. you just kind of take what you get yep Absolutely. Well, guys, I'm excited about this partnership. I, I mean, if there's any one company that I work with that I that I find is the easiest to work with, it's it's Valley Transportation. So I appreciate you guys being a part of the Moving Iron Podcast. Thanks, Casey. Absolutely. We appreciate Thanks. it. So what's the best way to get a hold of you guys if they want to book some freight, Parker? Well, just give me a call at uh, 800-657-4910. Or you could uh, shoot me an email at pjohnson at valleytransinc.com. Right on. Good deal. Well, guys, I appreciate it and look forward to uh, doing this again. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Casey. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com.
This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransportation.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving on